But uh, really uh, privileged to uh, welcome in Mark Hinton. Now, normally we uh, cover a lot of rugby with Mark and a lot of uh, other issues as well. But this morning um, uh, we've got a real focus on uh, basketball. We've got the Sales NBL to talk about and the NBA playoffs and uh, what's coming up in there. As I tell you that, it is uh, Boston 112, Philadelphia 76 is 86 with just 25 seconds left on the clock with uh, all the bench players out on court. So uh, that has uh, been a, a really good story for the Boston Celtics winning Game 7. But uh, Mark, good morning to you. First of all, can we focus in on uh, the NBL, the Sales NBL? And uh, our Nuggets, uh, the SNZ Nuggets, uh, continue this unbeaten run. Yeah, what a fabulous season they're having. And uh, Smithy, uh, you've backed the right horse this year with them. Um, well, of course, they're defending champions. Uh, and they've just continued on their remarkable run from, from late last season. Um, uh, and really, no one picked them. This is the surprising thing about it. Um, I was involved in some sort of preview um, tips with various other people. And, and none of us were really picking the Nuggets to, to feature this year just because, um, you know, it just seemed like their, their roster wasn't quite as strong. They were missing a few key components from last year. Um, other teams seemed to have gotten better. Well, what did we know? What a start they've made. Absolutely remarkable. And undefeated in a, in a really tight league to come out of the blocks um, and win their first seven games, seven and eight, top of the table. And it's a South Island dominated NBL because the Canterbury Rams are hard on their heels at six and one. But absolutely fabulous start by the Nuggets. And, and a lot of credit goes to that organisation and to coach Brett Matahari for the group he's put together um, and the way they play. They're hard-nosed on defence. They crash the boards well. Um, you know, they, they play, they're playing the game the right way and they're continuing to just... Uh, um, kick butt and take names at the weekend. They um, had a um, their seventh consecutive win was against uh, no lesser team than the Wellington Saints, a very good team. Um, as we all know, their sto- their story history in this league were the Nuggets whooped them 103-94 and kept things rolling. So um, yeah, you the SENZ Otago Nuggets are the team to beat, no doubt. Now, not that anyone picked it at the start of the year, Smithy. Well, the Rams is a good story too. Um, they got up uh, over the Nelson Giants, uh, 82-74 at the weekend, and they're on a nice roll. Yes, they are. And um, they have a really nicely balanced roster. Um, some good Kiwi players in uh, big man Ty Winyard, Max Darling, Taylor Britt, Walter Davidson. Um, some three good imports, two of them they bring off the bench. Um, just a really solid team. And as we know, with all Canterbury teams in the New Zealand NBL, they defend well. You know, they play, they look after the ball, they, they do the basics of the game well. Their problem, Smithy, is they're about to lose Ty Winyard, their big guy in the middle who's playing really well, push off another double-double at the weekend. Um, he's going to China to play in a big money three-on-three league up there, um, and he's about to leave. I think he might have one more round to play, and then he's going to leave. So how well the Rams sort of handle his departure, uh, who they replace him with, or you know, even if they can replace him, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, it's going to leave a big hole in their, in their sort of team as they go into the business end of the season. So a few question marks around the Rams, but they're travelling very well. They're, they're knocking hard on the heels of, of the Nuggets and look the team to test them. But don't discount a couple of the Auckland teams, the Franklin Bulls mm. and the Auckland Tuatara. They're, they're travelling all right. You know, they've, uh, they're the only two other teams in the league with a winning record 
um, starting to get things rolling. The Auckland Tour Tour have just got a, a kid back from college in America, Cruz Parrot Hunt, um, uh, who will add a lot to them. Uh, they've got a Nike balance squad as well. So plenty to play out yet, Smithy, and you know injuries, departures, things like that, and one or two fresh names coming in, and of course a big name coming in down in Southland, Alex Pledger. Well, how good will it be to see him back in the NBL? What a great story that is. What a, a terrific story that is for that big man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For those who don't know, a couple of years back, uh, diagnosed with, um, you know, uh, colorectal cancer, um, and he's been through that battle. Uh, he was talking me through it the other week. Um, just a massive, you know, more or less a year of, of radiation treatment, of chemotherapy, of actual surgery to rip out the, um, you know, the, the bits that needed to be sort of <laughs> attended to. Um, and he, the, this young man is uh, well not such a young man anymore, I think he's 35, but this man has um, um, been through it all and, and decided now he's healthy, you know, he's been given the all clear from his doctors, he wants to he wants to go out on his on his terms, you know, what a fantastic story, so he's going to come back for the Sharks big seven footer Alex Pledger we all know him, the Chief uh, won championships with the Breakers, uh, has been a great fixture for the Tall Blacks over the years and he's going to come back onto the NBL courts and play his last season on his terms and I think... Uh, It'll be dripping with emotion, Smithy, when he re- returns to the Sharks at the end of this month. It certainly will. It, um, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. It is, uh, it is a terrific story, as you say. You were a bit worried about uh, where the Saints are at? Um, uh, traditional slow starters in recent years. Um, so they're, um, yeah, yeah I, I think they've made a little bit of a correction, Smithy, um, and I think they'll probably... You know, work their way into that top six. Where do they sit now? They're um, two and five uh, uh, in the tight league, with six uh, is three and four. So they're really only one win off getting into that top six. And as we know, get into that top six, you know, you're a chance. So um, they've they've sort of upgraded their roster, but they're not playing the basketball that, that they need to just yet. But you never count the Saints out. They've got a got a got a good group of guys there, headed by some strong. Kiwi players and the likes of Tori uh, Smith Milner, um, Tom Vodanovic, uh, and of course Isaiah Leafa's come in. So they've got a good group to work with. They're sort of still figuring out a few things. Um, I expect them to be there <laughs> thereabouts at uh, the business end of the season, but um, they don't carry the sort of momentum that these southern teams do. So they're going to have to find that over the back half of the season. Rightio, uh, just as an overall perspective, um, Mark, I, j- I just wonder with uh, the Bay of Plenty Stingrays coming in, Queenstown due to enter the comp uh, next year, um, if the import levels stay the same, do we have the depth to sustain the standard uh, of the NBL? Well, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, there's, there's 10 teams at the moment, and you have to say it's a, pr- it's a very good league. This is the way Justin Nelson's designed it. Um, and I know he now works for Sky, and he's not part of the uh, official league now, but effectively Sky run the New Zealand NBL through their sort of partnership. Um, and, and the way Justin's design, designed this league, uh, it, it's all about parity and, and competitiveness and, and, and all those sort of things that go into what makes, you know, it's what makes the NRL so good. Um, you know, on, on their day, the bottom team can beat the top team, all that sort of thing. And I think that we've got a New Zealand NBL like that. So to add two more teams to uh, the max is going to be a risk. There's no doubt it's going to dilute the New Zealand talent. 
uh, it, it can't help but do that. And it's going to, you know, and, and is there the money to go around to fund another two teams? You know, there's a lot of question marks. It's a, it's a risky move. But you look at where they're going into, two growth areas of New Zealand. They want to take the game to the regions. Well, Queenstown and Bay of Plenty are, are two strong regions in New Zealand now, aren't they? So, um, you know, you like the fact they're getting the game around. There's a lot of up, up, upside to it, a lot of positives. But just the doubt will be whether the New Zealand talent is there um, to, to cover two more teams. We don't, we, you know, we don't want this league to be diluted. It's a good, strong, balanced league at the moment. So, yeah. Some question marks, but you can see the upside to why why they're expanding. They're going into two exciting areas to take basketball, uh, you know, the NBL too. Right, uh, let's uh, head overseas if we can, Mark. Uh, a lot of yes. uh, eyes on uh, television this morning, and the Celtics absolutely blitzing the 76ers, making no race of it, putting it to bed pretty early on in the piece to confirm their matchup uh, with the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler and co. So how do you see that game going? Uh, well, it was a, it was a real um, beat down in Beantown, shall we say, today, Smithy. <laughs> a game, you know, the, what do they say? The two greatest words in American sport: Game Seven. It just it just didn't eventuate as a contest because the Celtics took this one over in the third quarter. I think it was fifty-five all early in the third, and then the the uh, Celtics just went on an amazing run, um, thirty-three ten third period, and just put the. 76ers to bed. We, we won't, we're not surprised about this. I think this was the Celtics' fifth, or this is now their fifth appearance in the Eastern Conference Final in the last seven years. You almost expect them to be there. Um, they're a very good team. But they were down 3-2 in this series, and, and if you remember last year, they were down 3-2 against the Milwaukee Bucks and came back to win it. So, but, you know, they've got a history of, of kind of coming through these tight moments. And so today's result probably was expected. In a way, uh, there was high hopes that Joel Embiid and, J- and James Harden could lead the 76ers um, into the Eastern Conference Finals, but it just never eventuated. Jason Tatum was incredible, 51 points. I think that's a, uh, <laughs> pardon, a uh, NBA record for a Game 7 scoring outburst. He just, if you, if you remember Game 6, Jason Tatum missed 11 shots in a row and was um, his first 11 shots of the game, and the uh, Celtics were struggling, and then he came right just when it really mattered, and and started to make a few shots late and got them over the line to win game six to send this to game seven, then comes out in game seven and gets 51 on um, uh, just an incredible performance by one of the NBA's best best players, uh, uh, Jason Tatum, anyone who knows him. Um, what was he, uh, 17 to 28 from the floor, 6 to 10 from three, just could not miss at one stage. 51 points, incredible. A storied franchise, the Celtics, and no one's ever scored more in a game seven for them. Um, no one's ever scored more in an NBA game seven than this today. So um, wonderful performance. You know, these big moments bring out great performances, and today's was one of them. And you have to make the Celtics a heavy, heavy favourite to win the East now. Miami's, uh, both Miami and the LA Lakers who are in the Western Conference Final with um, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, both Miami and LA have come through the play-in tournament to make the Conference Final. So that shows you the success that has had. And if you think about where... Um, you know, uh, where both Miami and LA have come from this year. LA started, the Lakers started the season 2-10, and 10, and at one stage it was 13th in the West, and here they are in the Western Conference Finals. So a um, couple of great matchups, but I, I make the Celtics heavy favourites to beat Miami, although Miami have that toughness about them. Jimmy Buckets gets, does get buckets. Uh, it mm. looks like 
the Celtics are just too well balanced for them, and then uh, I'd make them the favourites against the Lakers. I'd love to see a Lakers-Celtics final. Brings back memories from the 80s and um, those wonderful series that they were involved in, but um, I, I, I would not be surprised at all to see Denver behind the wonderful uh, Nikola Jokic, a player you absolutely have to watch because he's got the most uh, unique set of skills I've seen in the NBA for a long, long time. Um, I, may, I think Denver, a Denver-Boston final will be something special and I think that's probably what we're headed towards. Ooh, interesting prediction there. So I, I do, I do think uh, Jokic will uh, will have his way against Anthony Davis, but there is that LeBron factor. I just think Jokic's physical strength and power um, is just uh, anywhere near the rim is just going to be too much, I think, for Anthony Davis. Yes, and they're a very well balanced team, and they're very hard to beat at home. Denver um, playing at altitude, they're, I don't think they've lost a game these playoffs at home. Um, they had the, they're the uh, best record in the in the Western Conference, um, so they're very hard to beat at home. That's going to be tough for LA. And just the Lakers are—it's been an incredible run they've been on, coming out of the play-in tournament to then win those series against Memphis, and then um, uh, in, in the semifinals, uh, they've they've their role players have really stood up. Guys like Austin Reeves, um, Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Um, you know, Rui Hashimura has had a big game. So LeBron and AD are getting the support, but can they continue against a very well-balanced Denver Nuggets team? I mean, Jokic is playing incredible basketball. You talk about his strength and his size, and, and it is amazing, but probably his biggest attribute, Smithy, if you watch him, is his touch. Inside, he makes these just a series of little runners, um, little open sort of shots from about 10 to 15 feet. He makes them look um, just routine when they're really hard shots, the absolute touch shots. He just makes, you know, sort of 80% of them. Um, incredible player. Um, and also with it, a great passer and a tremendous rebounder. Uh, I think he's had three or four triple-doubles already these playoffs. Just in, um, just making it happen. So, yeah, I, AD, Anthony Davis, uh, neutralises Jokic a little bit. I think he's probably an ideal to go, guy to go up against him because he's long and athletic and big enough um, and quick enough to probably stay with him. But um, Denver's supporting cast is very, very solid. Very solid. They've got a, a Jamal Murray, a, a guard on, uh, you know, he's come back to his very, very best after a couple of years plagued by injury. So mm. I just give Denver the balance and the depth of their squad and, and that home factor, um, I think, is probably going to see them home probably in six in this series. Great. Uh, great analysis, uh, Mark. I can tell you, you really love your, your basketball. Um, fantastic um, to have you with us uh, this morning, summing up those things. Have a terrific day, and thank you. Yeah, no problem. No worries, Smithy. See you, mate.